This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Ovation Bistro and Bar. Let me tell you what, there's no better barbecue than Ovation Bistro and Bar. They've got that good, home-grown, fall-off-the-bone brisket. Let me tell you what, it'll melt in your mouth and it'll make your tummy happy. And speaking of making your tummy happy, let me tell you what, they've got all day happy hour with two-for-one wines, two-for-one wells, and two-for-one Bud Light and Miller Light. And speaking of free drinks, because we know how you love them at the happy hour, if you mention happy hour with Johnny and Deuce, you either get a free house wine or a free Bud Light or Miller Light draft. Johnny, how can they find them? You can find the Ovation Bistro and Bar on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Ovation Bistro. As well, there's reservations available upon request. Give them a call at 863-354-6967. And remember to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. But norm, but yeah, normally I have like I actually take notes and everything. But uh, yeah. well, sometimes it's too structured though. You lose that organic like well, that's banter. That's the problem. Like that's what. Well, let's yeah. let's be honest. Do said no more notes because this is what he told me. He goes, "Hey, when we had everyone down from Missouri and Baltimore, it was cool as shit because we had no notes. We just talked about random shit and it was hilarious and people loved it, which is true. We had a lot of great feedback from those episodes. Yeah. Those four oh, episodes." Nice. Uh, everyone loved everybody. Everyone thought it was, and we've actually those are our highest rated. We've episodes. actually taught. We've yeah. actually now that I realize we've mentioned your you, everyone's name like the last <laughs> since you left. Like since that's how much. Yeah. That's how much we miss you guys. Yeah. Like we, you yeah. literally. I swear it, to God, every single episode you, can check, you guys have like, gotten. We've mentioned yeah, you guys every episode every since you left. You. So, so yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Cool. It was a very, very good time, and I, yeah, you know, we had a blast. And at first, you're just like, "These are the best episodes we ever did," and I'm like, "Well, I didn't bring anything special to the table," but I listened to him. Like, there's some very good dialogue. There is, although you know. But um, wow, well, I'm here to record. So this is a very unorthodox introduction to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. My name is Johnny, and of course, I've got my main man Deuce. What's going on? Hey, man! Of course, we are joined yet again by our amazing friends from Missouri, and uh, we have Mike and Angela Crawford. So, hello, welcome back. Hi. And of course, this is our second annual Google Hangouts audio. So it's, it's <laughs> we uh, I think we figured out all the kinks because knock on wood, everything's been running smoothly for a little while now. So we got to go. Turn off that whole HD yeah, feature. HD is just too high tech, I guess. A, HD just, is the devil. It just sucks the that devil. bandwidth out. It just sucks it. It's that. It did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I hate a bad sucking. Yeah, me too. You hate a bad <laughs> said no dude anywhere ever. Yes. So every episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off. I got it, Deuce. I'm gonna do, do it. Do you want to do it surround? Surround sound. Surround. All right, here we go. The <sighs> echo. It's like I'm really there. Yeah, isn't it awesome? Good times. I just want an excuse to open another beer. That's yeah, all I wanted. Cheers, Deuce. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, cheers at home, guys. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Clink, 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 clink. Oh, actually, a real wow. clink. I like that. You're welcome. Good times, good times. Mm. So we actually literally saved this topic for, for you guys because we were going to go on last week because you guys saw uh, Age of Ultron. Ah. We did. Yes. Uh, Deuce and I and Brandy have not seen it yet, so we'll, we'll save. I'm going Saturday. We'll spoiler free. Spoiler free. So uh, before we get into the Age of Ultron stuff, uh, we actually saved this topic for you guys because uh, – you know, you you actually have a Mike. You have a huge 
like I was blown away by your knowledge of Silent Hill because like I I have I have a, somewhat of a knowledge of it. Like I've played the first three, I think. Uh, and I those I really, are the ones that matter. Yeah, I really enjoyed them, uh, and then it kind of got weird all over the place. Like there was, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, is an on rails game, or is that or is that like a Resident Evil? I think it was Resident Evil did something like that. I don't know. But anyways, let's bring it back to the Wayback Machine here, Deuce. We had uh, yeah. Deuce shaking his head. We have uh, Silent Hills, which was canceled recently, and that was mm-hmm. a collaborative project between Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro uh, of Hellboy fame and Blade 2, the guy's Plans Labyrinth. Plans Labyrinth. If you, yep. I mean, if you don't know who Guillermo del Toro is, you need to look up that guy. That guy's amazing. Like, he literally has his own creature book. Like, every every movie he ever do, he's ever done, he actually draws and all the creatures out and, like, and has mm-hmm. them. Like, he, he's meticulous. He's what Tim Burton wishes he was. I, no shit. I agree. That I, is the best definition of him I think I've ever heard. I agree. Mm-hmm. What Tim Burton wish he was at night. Yeah. Yep. I true. I mean, I agree. I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. And so. And Norman like, Reedus. And Norman Reedus. That's true. Yeah. Which I've actually got my own theory about this game, but you guys keep doing your thing. Okay. All right. Before I drop my before, ball before he drops you. the yeah. deuce on us, guys. <laughs> Dropping the deuce. Love <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it was like, l- let's bring it back to the first Silent Hill. Now we this uh, you and I we actually me and Mike we talked about a little bit about this when we had our own little our little moment, uh, a little powwow, a little powwow. We talked about a lot of different things, and we were t- mm-hmm. we were kind of t- talking about like Silent Hill, how special that first game was, because mm-hmm. I mean it was it was on the original PlayStation, and mm-hmm. it the sense of the unsettling feeling you got playing this game is something that. I don't know a lot of games have really captured that feeling, especially the mm-hmm. fact that there's only like 15% music in the entire game. So like you know something is going to happen like when the music starts to build a little bit, but a lot of it is just you running around in a foggy area. You don't know where you're going, not when you're what you're going to do, and there's a lot of like you got to find pieces and keys and parts of this, kind of like Resident Evil in a way. Uh, and it's just so weird and unsettling, and you don't know what's going on in this dark town. It's like almost. I don't know, like it's like a ghost town almost in a way. Uh, yeah. And uh, brilliant game. I I couldn't. I like I got scared a bunch of times. Not gonna lie. Like I especially at nighttime when it started to get dark at night, like outside in real life. I was like, uh oh. Uh, I don't know if I can play this game right now. It was really <laughs> freaky. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. I don't know, Mike. What do you think? What's your thoughts on the first one? Absolutely. I mean, Silent Hill is one of the first games. Uh, not the first, but one of the first games where it's like I could not play it at night by myself. It just it. It, it was too much um and in hindsight it's still kind of silly but even like like the graphics haven't aged well at all right no, like no. it looks really polygonal super pixelated and stuff but even now if you go back and play it like that kind of adds to the uneasiness that oh you yeah feel, the, I think, the, because the, the the graphics aren't as good as they should be and it adds to this creepy factor Right, because everything like you're not you're not sure what you're looking at half the time well and it thrives in ambiguity doesn't it yeah, like yeah. The, whole, the whole game franchise is like let, let's leave this to your own imagination. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was a game like when it came out, it just perfectly like you know, like you were saying, sound design and the music was like at least half of it um, for what made it so good. Uh, and and then like the creature designs and stuff. The the first game, the creature designs and everything weren't really that inspired. Um, I didn't think like you had your zombie looking children thing. You had like your flying dinosaurs and then you had like your lizard people and then like your zombie nurses and doctors, which to be fair, wasn't super original, but it, it, it was one of those games. It's like you played it and you, 
most games back in the day, like especially when you look at Resident Evil and stuff, you play it like you understood the story. You understood what was going on. Silent Hill, you can beat it over and over. You're still going to have questions because it does not hold your hand. It does not explain what the hell's going on half the time. The clues are there. You can uh, infer you know, your own conclusions, but it, it's not going to just spell it out for you. And there's some pretty amazing game theory out there as far as like, it actually was like, you've had to explain people stuff to me. People still talk about it. Yeah. People still talk well, about it to this day. Well, it's crazy to think that people are still talking about a game that was 16 years old. Like it came out, uh, January of 99 from looking at my notes here. It was uh, so long ago. Uh, and the thing, that, the fact that we're still talking about it and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you could still buy it on like a PlayStation classic isn't it yeah, exactly? it's well, available on the PlayStation Network. Yeah. But also they put out like a collector's edition where you got Silent Hill 1, 2, and 3 in oh, a like box an set. Yeah, it was for Xbox 360 because they put all Not the first out. one. Uh, was it 2, 3, and 4 then? It, it was, no, it was just 2 and 3. Oh, so and, you only got... And it, was, okay. and it was a terrible port, by the way. Oh, I was it? Okay. Well, I, well, I can explain fill why. Me, yeah, but... fill, fill me in on this then. Well... Um, to preface, like two and three are considered largely to be the best Silent Hill games, two especially. Uh, yeah, I love when two. everyone asks what Silent Hill game should I play, everyone's two. like, play two, you'll love two. Um, so when it was uh coming out uh in an HD remake, people were like, Yes, finally, I wanted to play this again for so long. Um, here was the problem though, they they uh they I don't want to say offshored it, but they licensed it to a third party company whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, to go ahead and do it. Uh, here, here's the major problem. Konami lost the original uh, source code for the final version of Silent Hill 2 and 3. So they didn't have the completed product to work with. They had to work on buggy beta versions of the game um, that weren't completed and had to do their best to make it work from that. So here, the problems that came with that is controls didn't work great, um, there was some audio glitches, lip syncing issues. Um, if you look at Silent Hill 2, especially, uh, the fog is a lot less dense than it ever was. So you're able to see a lot more of the graphics that you weren't intended to. A lot of weird stuff going on that makes it look like, what what the hell is this? Where it's actually the most inferior version of the game that exists, even despite the fact that it was upgaled to you know 720p and everything. Well, th- th- then explain this to me, because I'm kind of dumb when it comes to this stuff if you've got a complete version that i can put in my playstation 2 of silent hill 2 why can't you just use that as your base and then work off of that because you don't actually have the game files and this is where it becomes uh you know this kind of becomes engineering programmer sort of speak yeah but whenever you build the game and you write the source code like you write code and you can go through and read the code when you actually publish it, you do what's known as compiling, which is basically converting the more or less plain English code into machine language. So when you hit compile, a program automatically runs, puts it all together for you, turns it into machine code that will play on your PlayStation. You can't really reverse engineer that very well. You can't just, I mean, there's people that can do it, and it's not to say it's impossible, but you're not going to be able to like just put in a disk, be like copy files, open files, and work on them. It. it doesn't yeah. really work out that way. Well, the problem is, is like that happens a lot of times where you know, a it's really expensive if, if the original 
team wants to go back and do like a remaster, a remaster HD collection. It's like they usually, they actually don't. A lot of the teams don't do it themselves. They actually take it to like a, you know, like a subcontracting third, yeah. third party team, development yep. team that'll actually take it and and you know do stuff. I remember, correct me if I'm wrong. You don't know this because you know you're a big uh, Metal Gear Solid fan as well. They had the one that was uh, that was put on Xbox or which one was or was it GameCube? I forget which one it is. Well, they did a Metal the Gear Solid. The Twin Snakes. That was Twin Snakes. That was yeah. a remaster of the first one, but it was well, a quote unquote remaster. Uh, it's a little bit different, but that was actually that was uh, a full blown remake, which yeah, is different, technically different than yeah. But it was by done by a different team. Like like Konami didn't go in and be like, all right, we're gonna take this. They actually hired a different team to actually. It, work it was it. done by the same people that made Eternal Darkness. Yeah, um, Silicon Knights. Silicon they Knights. Did. Yeah. So it's like you know, a lot of times you know you won't. That's what was surprising with like I look at Mario Party Ten for example. Like Nintendo actually hasn't touched that that license in a while. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. they, they're actually this is the first time in a while they're like, hey, we're actually gonna handle it from the ground up and work on Which it. Which is like, good because nine sucked. I never played nine, so I, I don't have a lot to go on. The last don't Mario Party, she said it sucked. It sucked. So uh, <laughs> sorry, I own all, every single Mario Party, including handhelds, except for the very first one in sixty four. I played. I played the sixty-four one. That's the only one I really it remember. Did There's three on the sixty-four. Oh, is there? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, back to like this. This is a franchise of Silent Hill. It's like I played mm-hmm. one, two, and three. I didn't play the room. I think we t- talked about that when you guys were down. Uh, the I think Rachel was ta- Rachel was talking about like how they're taking elements of this and wanting to put it into Silent Hills. Is that what the whole idea was? Like you're you're in a confined area. Is that kind of what with, where they- with the room? Yeah, with the room you were in a confined area, like Saw, um, like Saw Two or whatever. It, we're not really sure, but like I, I don't think, to, to the best of my knowledge, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, that a whole lot of details came out about it. Um, we we had the PT demo, which was kind of a proof of concept of yeah, we can make a scary Silent Hill game, um, and then they had like a teaser trailer, which again really didn't show anything about what the game was going to play like or what it was going to be about. But it was just like here's some creepy imagery that sure was unsettling. Um, but but as far as like the contents of the story, I think Hideo May has said that uh, he might have taken elements that he liked in the room, like the idea of being you know confined in this one space and right. uh, you know what what all comes with that. Um, whether or not that was going to be, you know, I don't know if they went as far as to say like you were going to have a hub world again, like you did in uh, Silent Hill: The Room, but. Um, I you know I guess that's a possibility, but I mean we're not going to know. Yeah, at this it's all behind unless some weird reason causes it to be picked back up. But even then, it will. It's one of those things that where in those games, get, get, what was it like when the Duke Nukem games, Duke Nukem Forever? Oh jeez, dropped and picked up, dropped and picked up, yeah. picked up, dropped, dropped, picked up. By the time it was finally published, it was never going to live up to any type of expectation. No, I mean when we look at like the other Silent Hill games, like a lot of people go back uh, to Shattered Memories. Did Did you ever play that one? It was a Wii one, correct? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it too. I thought it was good. Uh, I didn't play. I didn't play Origins or Homecoming, and I, I heard a lot of people didn't like Homecoming. Uh, I don't know. Home, yeah, Homecoming. It was. I think that was the first one where they uh, gave the Silent Hill IP to an American developer, right? Yeah. Right. And you really got to see the differences between here's how a Japanese developer would do a horror game, here's how an American developer would do a horror game. And the other thing with Homecoming too was that was the first Silent Hill that came out on the Xbox 360 and the PS3. So yep. I think people kind of expected a lot because you had these new systems with better hardware 
and it just mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't mesh because I remember I played it because I was working in the industry at the time and at the time in the industry we had a checkout policy so it's like you could take games home with you and check them out stuff like that so I took it home and played it and I'm like this sucks like I like the idea I like the idea of you know this guy's a war hero he comes home go see his brother his brother's missing like I liked all the ideas and all the creepiness of it but it was like when you actually sat down to play it, I'm like, this, I don't know what this is. Like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Well, there was definitely elements about Homecoming that I really liked. Um, For example, Homecoming was the first one where, like, every door was not a loading screen. Like, you could watch. True. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you look at a game like Resident Evil and stuff, and what happens when you open a door? You get a little cutscene of the door opening, and then when the door closes, you're on the other side. So enemies can't really follow you through doors. And this one, you could. Um, That I really, really liked. Uh, But then, you know, the fact that you were a war hero, well, not really a war hero, but a war vet. um, You were a military guy. Uh, It was a lot more action-focused. You you now had dodge moves. You had different kinds of attacks you could do. You could Um, actually shoot. Well, yeah, it was more combat-focused. Combat. Combat. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's a word um where you know in a game like silent hill having really good combat kind of works against the horror element of it oh yeah where if you feel like you're tough and you can just take all these monsters head on you're not gonna you know feel as scared or uh as tense when you're playing it i agree yeah part, part of what you know people complain about the clunky controls of the original games and sure they're clunky but at the same time, it also means you're not super effective against all these guys. There's going to be battles you'll want to avoid as a result. Yeah, no, I agree. And also, there was a, was it Book of Memories was the Vita version? Like, I'd, I'd never played it, but I heard it was, eh. Did you ever try Oh, I remember that because it was the year that uh, they actually had a Silent Hill house at uh, Universal Orlando for right. Halloween Horror mm-hmm. Nights. And, like, when you were waiting in the queue, they had this giant trailer that was up on the screen for that game book of memories yeah, yeah and i'm like this game looks like crap and then i went in the silent hill house and i was like yeah par for the course <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i have book of memories i i bought it digitally on my vita because i was like i'm gonna try it right like i right. played every silent hill game to date i'm kind of invested i feel like which is silly i know but and i was like you're going to make it into like a hack and slash Diablo type game. I don't know how you're going to bring the Silent Hill feel of that. And in my opinion, they just, they failed hard. Um, it, it's like they took things that they thought people would like, like Pyramid Head. He's shoehorned in there. Valtiel, he's oh, shoehorned yeah. in there. You even got like this post office worker from uh, Downpours in there. And I'm like, why? He's That's your weird. shopkeeper. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I played it. It's like, I hate it. Like, I that is the only Silent Hill game I have not brought myself to completing yet. I beat every Silent Hill game yet, except for that one. Yeah, I just, like we said earlier, I, when, I, when, I, when I think about Silent Hill, I think about the first two. I love the first mm-hmm. two. Uh, the second one, from a graphical fidelity, it looks much better than the first one. So, like, from a technical sure. aspect... Like the sound design and the music and the or you know or, you know orchestra I can't speak today uh, orchestrations excuse me uh, like everything just got better as with subsequent titles and then I felt like Silent Hill has always been that franchise that like is super experimental to me like I feel like yeah especially like when you look at PT for example that wasn't a marketing genius for oh my god yes 
everyone and their mother checked that game out because it was like it, they dropped it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Last E3, they they dropped it the day at E3 or or whatever it was available for download. They said almost nothing about it. They were like, "Hey, check out PT. It's a free demo you can download." That was about it. Like yep. you knew. Have no- a great day. Like here, here's the big thing about it, and here's part of what I why I love hate Hideo Kojima. He releases it. You don't know that it's a Silent Hill game. It's just called PT. What's the loading screen? It's a forest. It's freaking trees. Like it's nothing. And then you're in this house and you're like, wow, these graphics look really good, right? Like that's a real impressive looking, you know, hallways. That, that's the most realistic game I've seen, I think, as far as like just when you're walking through the hallways. And um, <laughs> I knew nothing about it when I first downloaded it. So I was like, oh, check this out. People are talking about it. This was like at midnight. So it's pitch black <laughs> outside. And uh, if you if you played it, you know what happens. Um I get to the point where like the door to the bathroom creaks open. So I'm like, uh, okay. All right. This seems like kind of creepy, but what's going on here? I thought it was going to be one of those, like a dear Esther kind of art house, uh, you know, weird story driven games where you're just like, it's an experience, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I zoom in and then I see the ghost face reach in and like close the door. And I was like, like, I'm shutting the PS4 off. I'm I'm going to bed. Now. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, it's done. That's not gonna happen. Well, dude, like I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, and this I'll tell the story now. This is gonna give Game Grumps a little bit of a plug. Uh, so Brandy and I, like, we had we downloaded it. Right, I downloaded it immediately, but I didn't play it yet because I, I don't know. I was busy with whatever. And then Game Grumps got a hold of it, and they were like, "Hey, let's do a, a, a let's play or whatever." And I remember watching the let's play, and I was like freaking out and all of a sudden i kid you not brandy can vouch well she's not here now but if she were in the room she'd vouch like <laughs> every, we it would be like we were watching it and it was like a 30 minute video what they didn't even complete it it was just whatever and, and we were watching it and all of a sudden the power went out in our house and then it came back on we we're like i was like all right that's weird and then, and then <laughs> they get to a part in the game and then all of a sudden the power would go back out again i'm like fuck it's pitch black and it had this pt game going on and i'm like oh my god and then it would come back on and it would, it, for, it would continuously cycle. And then, I kid you not, after after we watched the PT video, the power didn't go off again. Like, I, I, I shit you not. Like, I, oh, yeah, wow. I, so I already had, like, this weird, freaky moment with just watching a video of PT. And, and, <laughs> and then we start playing the game, and Brandy and I were like, we were like you. We were like, oh, okay. Uh, what time is it? Oh, it's late. Uh, we'll get back to this later. Like, it was very, <laughs> very uneasy, very unsettling. I like, got goosebumps yeah. playing the game. Like, you did, And there was different things that were going on in the game, like this meta part of the game where, like, you had, like, a story going on in the game if you listen to the radio broadcast and there was pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, there was so much minutia in the game that you had to look for. Like, I've I, I only played it through, like, three times through. And apparently, like... When you go through and beat the game, like you could, it'll. I don't know. There's there's multiple things to this game. Like I don't even think everyone's even gotten to like the whole meat and potatoes of the game because like there's so much in this game. I I don't know. Like it, and then obviously and it, yeah yeah go ahead. Oh, keep going. No, I was gonna say like in this playable trailer, this thing that's just just a trailer. That the theory, the yeah. death of it is just. I don't know. People go nuts over it, and that's why I think it's just so crushing. It was so good that it won, like, uh, you know, for for some people, it won, like, some Game of the Year awards, not from any major publishers, but it's like, this was a demo. This was, like, not even supposed to be a full product, and people went nuts for it. That's why people got so excited for Silent Hills, because it's like, if we could expect more of that, we're we're doing all right, and it was a market mm-hmm. like you said, a marketing genius, a great marketing employee. And then you, and then all of a sudden, if you were able to beat the game, beat the 
Playable teaser is what PT stands for, you folks listening at yeah. home. Uh, and so, like, once you got to – and then it unlocked a video, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. And then it, that's when it says Silent yeah. Hills, right? Because I never got to that part in the game. You, you unlocked a cut scene where it shows, uh, you Norman know, a Reedus. guy walking yeah. – Yeah, shows a guy walking through streets outside. And then the camera pans around. You see it's Norman Reedus. And then it uh, – cuts to a white screen with black text that says silent hill and then an s on hills kind of slowly fades in and you hear the i think you actually hear the original theme song to the first silent hill game yeah i got goosebumps Uh, when i saw the the clip i was like oh nice yeah like i was just uh people hit the wall man they they went they went nuts i had to like stop and take a moment and like just take it in i'm like Oh my god, this was the first time in a while I've gotten seriously excited for a Silent Hill game. Yeah. Which, you know, people are just all mad about this Konami and Hideo and like Konami's gonna ruin and it's cancelled. Yeah, it's which I guess out. brings us to recent news about it now, right? Which, you yeah. know, it's one of those things that the more upset you get about it, the worse, you know, the, the, the more you're just gonna punish yourself. Because if it does get picked up, it won't be what it was going to be and you're, the expectation is just never gonna be fulfilled. Well, I for me, it's like I don't know. Like, Hideo Kojima, like, he... Sure, like, I don't know. I feel like the guy, like, he, he's known for Metal Gear Solid, right? And, like, that, that that's, like, his... That was his baby. And, of course, mm-hmm. he, he had Ground Zeroes, which I want to ask your thoughts on Ground Zeroes real quick because Deuce and I were mention, mentioning it briefly uh, before. What did you think of Ground Zeroes? I loved it. It should not have been the 30 or $40 that they asked for when it came out. Yeah, but, I, I, uh, thought, I thought it was... Um, I don't know. The price point was weird. It, I, I wish it would have been like a DLC or something that you. Could the price point was bad. That 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 was the game that from any other company would have been like a digital download. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I paid thirty dollars for it from the PS4. Now I got it on a disc, which was nice because I don't like digital download games. I like things on a disc. But I'm like, God damn, you know, for twenty more dollars, I could have gotten a full game. And this one, well. You know, for for me, like Metal Gear Solid's my one series that like no price point's going to be too high for me to you know buy those games or whatever. Yeah. And I, you know, I have no problem admitting I'm an absolute fanboy when it comes to that series. So when I was like saw it's forty bucks, I'm like, man, this thing's going to be really short, but whatever, I'm going to buy it, right? Um, but I was actually surprised it was surprisingly short on story content more than what I thought it was going to be. I yeah. thought we were at least going to get a good amount of prologue and stuff, but even the story itself, there wasn't that much. No. Well, you and then there was a guy that beat it in like what an hour or something or something like that. Like you could beat you it. You can really beat quickly. it in, if you're talking about just the main mission. You can beat that thing in like ten or fifteen minutes yeah, if yeah, you know exactly yeah. where yeah. to go and what to do. Yeah. I thought it looked good from a from a technical aspect, you know, visually and all that stuff. And As a tech demo, it was amazing. Yeah, I mean that is one of the most beautiful looking games I played, even on, even compared to like PC graphics. I haven't played the PC version, but the PS4 version looks phenomenal. Yeah, so with the rain effects and everything. Yeah, I, I feel like with Hideo Kojima, like I felt like I don't know, maybe he's getting burned out, maybe on those games and. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe he just wanting to kind of branch take, you know, he doesn't want to be just known as, oh, Silent Hill guy or a Metal Gear Solid guy. I think he kind of wants to just kind of branch off and do Well, ever, ever since Metal Gear Solid 3, every time he put out a new Metal Gear game, he was like, this is going to be the last one. This is going to be the last yep. one I work on. Yep. And then uh, another game starts coming out and he's like, all right, here's my idea. <laughs> he's kind of famous for this. He'd be like, all right, here's my ideas. Um, I'm going to leave this to you. But, oh, no, change this here. And, no, you actually want to do this. And before he knows it, he's, like, back in the director's seat making right. it again. He he couldn't separate himself from it. 
Well, I just, um, I just, I, I remember when Hajia, when whenever you would see a Kojima Productions on a box, or a game, like I meant something, right? Like, yeah. I, I feel like you knew it was going to be a quality product, right? And I feel like it's it's kind of tarnishing it a little bit, to be honest, because I feel like Konami isn't really giving us a straight answer of what's going on, and the fact that they, and now this could just be a coincidence, but they pulled themselves from the New York Stock Exchange as well, which is oh, really wow. weird. I don't know if that's a because I know they do a lot of their business in London, right? The London Stock Exchange and all that. But still, it's kind of yeah, like... Yeah. But it's still weird just to see maybe it just a coincidence. <laughs> it's just really bad timing if it was. Well, for, for the uninitiated, we're talking about the fact that on a Konami's website and all the promotional material for Metal Gear Solid Five, which is due out this September, yeah. uh, you know, all of uh, Hideo Kojima's games is famous for having... Uh, banner on there that says you know a Hideo Kojima game like his his name is just on everything he does and Konami recently started removing his name from uh, all these ads and everything all this uh, promotional material um, and now we find out that um, Kojima is going to be like leaving Konami after uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 comes out uh, supposedly it sounds like it's definitely going to be the last game he works on and then Konami gets to keep the Metal Gear Solid IP, I think, and Kojima's going to move on to do other stuff. Um, and then now we see, like, Konami's uh, pulling out the stock exchange, and, like, there's a lot of really weird internal things going on at Konami. PT got completely canceled, which, again, was uh, Kojima was working on. Lots of speculation. Well, Lots not of PT, but Silent Hills, I meant. Yeah. yeah. Um, Deuce, you said you had a theory about the whole thing. Well, my theory is this, like, I know, uh, well, we all know that Kojima's leaving, which is fine. I think maybe part of the deal was, like, look, you get to keep Metal Gear, I get to keep Silent Hills. So, like, look, you can take Metal Gear, you can make as many Metal Gear games as you want, but I get to keep Silent Hills. And he goes off, makes his own studio, and does Silent Hills at the way he intended. Worst case scenario... You've got to think, how big is uh, Del Toro right now? Because he is huge with Pacific Rim. He's got a new movie coming out here pretty soon. Also, you got to think Norman Reedus is on the top of his game with Walking Dead. Like, mm -hmm. either A, uh, Konami is going to release a game on their own, tweak it enough to, uh, you know, Kojima doesn't sue their balls off and do it that way, or Kojima took it with him. And it's like, look, I get to keep this, you keep Metal Gear, uh, and do it that way. So I think either way, I think we're still going to see the game. Now, don't get me wrong, this might add another year, two years on the development cycle because they got to do the legal battle shit, but I think yeah. we're going to see this game. I, I want to believe you. I, I would love for that to be the case. I honestly don't think it's going to be personally. Um, because, you know, Del Toro's already come out and said, yeah, I'm not working on the game and it sucks. Uh, you know, I don't know that Kojima's made an official statement, but Konami's made that official statement. Um, and I don't think, because when Kojima and, you know, Del Toro were working on that, and I have no idea how far they got on all that. Man. Uh, you know, that, that was being done on Konami's dollar, right? Like, he was working under Konami, so everything that they built to that point was, uh, you know, funded by Konami. So if Konami's coming out and saying, 
uh, yeah, this is canceled. I, I can't imagine they're just going to let them take, you know, what they got and run with that. Well, then here's the thing. There, there's a lot of contracts that have been broken because of this. A lot of contracts with a lot of, like, a lot of big name people. I mean, can you think of the last video game that had this many known names, not just in the gaming industry, but in acting and in um, just media in general? There was a lot of big names, so a lot of a lot of contracts money will have been already lost with the cancellation of this unless they've somehow amended it on the back end. I agree with you on that, but here's the thing, and it's like I said before, if Kojima said, look, here's Metal Gear, that's yours, you can keep that, and he gets to take all the Silent Hill stuff with him, why wouldn't they? Because they can make four or five more Metal Gear games, keep all the rights to it, keep all the money, and all they had to do was let them walk away with PT. And the Silent Man, Silent Hill. Hill's a cap. But, I mean, if they sold, if they gave them the rights maybe to the game and maybe not call it Silent Hill, I don't know. But, like, that is not, you know, like, it's like, you know, Disney's not going to give out mm-hmm. one of their most beloved and popular franchises or whatever the case may be. Same thing with Nintendo. Like, they're not going to loan it or sell it or contract it or give you this one. I, I just don't see Konami unless they had good, good reason with all the money involved to let those contracts or whatever it is well, and, to pass another history. And here's games. the thing. Konami from the beginning has owned Metal Gear. Konami from the beginning has owned uh, Silent Hill. That's never been, you know, Kojima's property. No. Kojima's worked on those. Right. But, uh, you know, as, as far as who holds the rights, I'm 90% sure Konami gets to hold the entire rights to those. Yep. And Yeah, because a lot of people, a lot of our, uh, you know, we're much older than a lot of uh, gamers now in the generation because I, I, I forget there's people out there that when people tell me their first their first system was a PlayStation 1, I go, wow, how old am I? Because I, I talk about it this way because I know a lot of people probably listening never played the original NES Metal Gear game. And a lot of people even probably don't even the know that it hard exists. Shit too. Yeah, but probably a lot of people don't realize that it even exists. You know, like that there was a Metal Gear game. That's what it was. It was on NES, and like that was a Konami game. And like, well, originally MSX, but that's being oh. nitpicky. Oh my gosh! There you go. Here's the thing: Metal Gear fan. fans will like crucify you if you're like, "Yeah, that's a NES game," and it's like, yeah. like what do you think NES for New England? Like yeah. that? <laughs> yep. Sure. New, Eng- <laughs> New England system. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but my, uh, but I agree with you. I, I feel like the Konami, you know, because Konami, and that's what scares me. When I, I don't want Konami to go away. I'm gonna be honest with you. Castlevania, yeah. Castlevania. I love the, oh, I love the old class of Castlevania games. I love sure. Contra, like a Gradius. I love. There's a lot of amazing properties that Konami has. That if Konami went under, I would be really sad. To see I know they own a lot of things. I love a lot of things. I love. Yeah. yeah. So Konami. I mean, the, the the Konami code exists for a reason. Like that. Like Konami is infamous for a lot of amazing things, and I don't want them to be like, all right, we're gonna. We're gonna we're gonna throw uh, Silent Hills away. We're gonna after this Metal Gear game, we're gonna throw that away. Like I don't know. I just feel like they they'd be doing a just a disservice to the fans. Well, Konami has been screwing up for a long time. They are, uh, you know, they have the hardest fall I think I've seen from a, a game company in recent years. Like, uh, you know, complaints about. You know, say a company like Capcom, they keep releasing new versions of Street Fighter that are barely different. They have like, you know, these uh, microtransactions with costumes and they've completely ignored Mega Man for like God knows how long, except recently. But uh, don't they do? They do Phoenix, right? Don't they? Yeah. And they have Phoenix, right? But that's, um, that's for me. But uh, Konami, it's like, you know, they were on top, right? They had Castlevania, uh, Contra, like you said, uh, Gradius, uh, Metal Gear. Don't of they course. do the DDR games? Um 
Yeah, they had DDR, but I, I think that was like an industry change more than anything. Yeah, that's it was kind fun, of though. That's a lot lasted. But, uh, and it's like, they just can't seem to get their act together. Like, when's the last time we had a Castlevania game? We had that God of War, you know, kind of clone, and... Uh, yeah, but the, like, but the original the the original developer uh, uh, the guy on the the original developer left Castlevania after that the the sequel came out to that game so like the heart the the lifeblood of Castlevania left the project essentially like so it's a totally different company essentially or a totally different team working on it so it doesn't have that you know uh, original feel to Castlevania so I, that that's what happens when you have an original that's that's the problem the worry I have if, yeah if someone an original project whatever game designer game uh, manager leaves a project a lot it's either hit or miss sometimes it's gonna be good sometimes it's gonna be really bad and i think that's what will happen with the second castlevania book of shadows 2 or whatever it's called i don't remember the name of the, the game but like when that when the original guy left the project it was like it, it, it took a dump i mean castlevania now i want them to go back to the original like didn't they have a theta 360 game that they they had that was like a multiplayer do you remember that it was like yeah, a, the, yeah it was a fighting uh, game it was castlevania hd i don't remember what the hd stood for exactly yeah but like um, I love oh, it. Oh, for something. Yeah, I think it did, but something. it was a Castlevania yeah. fighting game because when I worked in the industry, they had the actual the guy that created Castlevania was there who worked on the game because I actually got a signature from him on a poster of the game actually in my office. So I mean, that's cool. Yeah. So that's I mean, sweet. Yeah. It, oh my God, that line was so long it was stupid, but like it was a Castlevania sure. fighting game, and we're like. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, why is Castlevania doing like Street Fighter? Like, this doesn't make uh, any sense. I, I think for me, a lot of the outcome, especially the PT thing, and considering their performance of late, like, let's let's put let's put some of this stuff to sleep for a while. Let's put it to bed. Let's leave it alone, and let's not continue to make this a series of animosity or half baked things or weird ideas. Like, let's 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 pull a Nintendo and get back to our roots and do what we do really well. So, this is disappointing as the cancellation yeah. of it is. Let's just just it's okay. Yeah, let's, look for, let's find other great content out there because there's a lot of other great content out there. There is, but I, I I'm not gonna lie, I worry about Konami because as soon as I heard Me he too. was leaving, yep. I was like, Konami's yeah. dead, like oh, sure. dead in the water, like they ain't got nothing left. So, there's no gas left in the tank. So you got the main director of Castlevania for all these years, he leaves. You got Hideo Kojima, he leaves. Something. We're not stupid. Something's going on in Konami, and, yeah. they, and then they pull they pull away from the New York Stock Exchange. Coke so you, and hookers. Yeah, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but you got two big directors of fran two big franchises leaving, and that red flags go off. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's, there's something going on behind. Somebody's shit in the bed. Something's happening, yeah. and that worries. I mean, me. like even just looking at the way Kojima left, it's like all of a sudden, like no warning, his name's being removed. Uh, games are getting canceled. It's like because what literally the it was overnight happened? where the website for the Metal Gear Solid, the Phantom Pain, like literally yep. overnight they took his name off and they're like, well, what the fuck's going on? And then every single gaming website in the world's like, oh, this is going on, this this is going on, that's going on, and they weren't saying anything on the Konami side about it, so it was like, holy shit. So I mean, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, it looks shady stupid. all the way around. When you start doing things like that, like the internet's going to notice before you make an announcement. If yeah. you just start changing things and not saying anything, the internet's not stupid. They're going to find this stuff out. And so, that's the reason why, if I was running a game company, I would I would battle this head on and be like, "Look, you know, uh, we had a parting of ways. Like we didn't agree on ideas. 
we both got drunk together at a party, and he, he hit on my mom, and I told him to fuck off, and I fired him. Like, whatever the situation was, you just address it head on, but don't let it linger and let people make their own, you know, uh, their own hypotheses about it, because that's going to be ten times worse than what the truth is. Yeah, I, I wanted to give uh, a shout-out, because I, I couldn't remember the name of the director of Castlevania, uh, Koji Igarashi. He, he's the one that pretty much uh, single-handedly changed single platformers with Castle, uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is a phenomenal game if people haven't played it. But, like, so Igarashi left the project, and all of a sudden, like we said, the Castlevania, Castlevania dropped the ball, and then now we got to worry, like, after Metal Gear Solid Five Phantom Pain, is that the name? Phantom Pain? Yeah. After that, A, I want it to do well. We both do, Mike, because we love the franchise. If some if something happens and it doesn't do well, it doesn't sell well, which I don't see mm -hmm. that. But like, if something happens and it's just poorly received, yeah. how, how much of a chance do we get another Metal Gear game, especially since Kojima's gone? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think Konami would be bold enough to still try again. Um, but it, it's going to be really, it's going to be a lot different once Kojima's gone. Like, uh, yeah. What's the last? I mean, we had yeah. we had Metal Gear Rising that Kojima didn't work on, and that actually turned out decent, but it was a way different game, right? Yeah, it was like we a had, night and uh, day different game. It was, we, I mean, it was fun. Don't get me wrong; it's a fun game, but it that wasn't was by, Metal that Gear. That was by the it, team. Yeah. Uh, that was by the team that did Bayonetta. Team Ninja. Uh, Plat no, Platinum Games did. Oh. Did, uh, did yeah, Platinum Games. They worked yeah. on Bayonetta. Yeah, Bayonetta, uh, awesome company. Uh, although they shit the bed on uh, they shit the bed on the um, the uh, Legend of Korra game, unfortunately. Uh, but, but uh, and and then there was also the uh, acid and the portable ops games on PSP, which again were way different than the, card uh, the other games. I mean, there's the, the card based. You know, it's a little bit different. That's the games were yeah, and then portable ops was kind of more of a action. I, game. I feel like now we're getting lost in the, the minutia of the tiny stuff at this point in time. Like I, I feel like this is like it's definitely run its course, and people just gotta just 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 let it just let it go. Yeah, just let it go. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I mean, oh, I don't know. Well, hey, get, who knows? Who knows what'll happen? We'll take a small break, and when we get back, we have more with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. So we've got a question here from the hotline. What is a sign that uh, you and your uh, significant other are, are ready to go, if you will? What is the, uh, the 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 go sign? What's the red flag? Oh, Lordy. All right. Are we talking about sex? <laughs> we're, we're definitely talking about when you, when you see the, uh, the Ryan Felipe, if you will. <laughs> Is it different for nerds versus non-nerds? Like, isn't it the same? The same? I don't know. I don't know. I heard on the radio the other night. Or I, had a, I had a great story in my head that came up for it. I was like, oh, if I've got this good a story, everybody else has got to have a great story. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking this is shit in the bed hard already. Making like, whoopee, as yeah, they say. Making whoopee. It's <laughs> <laughs> a whole, like, that there's, like, Oh, newlywed games back in like the 70s right the, the 70s like newlywed games oh lordy yeah. 
where is the weirdest place you made Whoopi? You know, they all yes. ask. It's so funny. Uh, is that a legit question? Yeah, that was a legit question. Is that question? to all of us yeah, then? Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll let our guests go first because, you know, we, we want our guests to, uh, you know, get what, first. What, like what's the go sign? Right here, what's, the, uh, like, what's the go sign? Yeah. What's the go sign? Yeah, what's the Phil go Collins. sign? Phil Collins. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is this a Phil <laughs> Collins? I mean, what? No, yeah. I have no idea. What was that? What? I We're all confused. What? Oh, God. No, you're right, Phil Collins. Yeah, no. What's, like, the go sign? What's the, like, hey... It's on. Like, you need to get ready. I don't... Thor is feeling mighty. <laughs> no. Never that. Come on, that would work. Never. No, no, no. No, then you ones. start thinking about Chris Hemsworth, and then, you know, everybody wins. Was that what you really want? Because, like, you know, a buddy of mine at work, he's like, you know, he's like, I'm always good. My wife knows. She's just like, hey, you want to make out right now? And he's like, always. I always want to make out right now. Like, I always want to see where this is going to take us. So for the guy, it's like, Every time is go time. <laughs> it's <laughs> when you put on your robe and wizard hat. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, there's certain things you know that that, that can help in, you know, help influence the situation. Obviously, like, for, <laughs> well, for me, it's like I, I kind of in that same. Li- other, uh, let me just put it this way: I, I'm really going. I'm, I'm really going TMI here, but it's cool. I feel like people listening to us on the podcast kind of get it, the they kind of the get deep, the know get the deep cuts. They kind of get the know get the who we are, Deuce, right? Yeah. I feel like they get to know who we are. Uh, I, I hardly ever say no. Let's just put it that way. I think I've only said no twice <laughs> since my wife and I have been together. Twice, and the, the two times were because I was really, really exhausted. Like I worked like a double shift or something at work. And then, obviously, for for the guys listening at home, we if you're really really tired, sometimes uh, your little helper doesn't uh, want to wake up, so to speak. So you know what I mean. So it's you know you gotta have a little bit of motivation. You know what I mean. And he you know oh man yeah he's a little tired. You know sometimes he doesn't have all the gas in the tank he needs. I get yeah. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I get where you're your coming little from. friend. You know he needs a he needs to take a Red Bull or something. Yeah. You know it gives uh, you wings. It does give you wings. Except for they let me sue him because of that. So That's that was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a class action lawsuit him after that. So, uh, but no, like I, I don't know, like Brandy, my wife. Like if I talk about sex, like that's an instant turn off for her. Like I would say, hey, yeah. if I if I if, I, if I'm feeling kind of loosey goosey, and I'm like, hey, you wanna? She's like, no, because nope, like it, I'm out. Yeah, because if <laughs> I mention it, it loses the spontaneity of it. I guess, and like it's I don't the know. thing that like it needs to only hang out in your periphery. And it's only barely exists, but as soon as you like start turn to look She's at it, talking about your gone. Dick. Like, your dick only has to hang out in her periphery. Like, no, if, no, no. No, you don't need I'm to go sorry, to the part of that. Female companion. I'd like to engage in intercourse. Oh, his dog is hanging out there. I mean, I'm not gonna say like Mike walk around helicopters many times like you wanna. No, that doesn't happen. That's not real life. Helicoptering is more for me than it is for you. Let's be real. Said every guy everywhere. I'm pretty sure. Now I think uh, it's all about the subtlety and about it's the lack of expectation. As soon as it's expected, then it's not fun. Really? So, well, it's, it, it's but at least on our end. As soon as you just like you know, hey, I want to do this, and you're like, oh great, now I have to be conscionable and think about. And now it's all like I'm building. Oh no, but no, is it reverse? No. It like if organic, they're telling you to to do it, does that? Because you ruined well, my well, yeah, story. You, you so. got to work on our schedule. Like, our schedule is the one that, you know, whenever we feel like it. I don't care if you work a double shift. Get on board. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe maybe my story worked out different because I had I had somebody, we're just going to call her Mrs. X for the time being. 
Mrs. X lived in Orlando, and I was she married. Then she, Mrs. you're making her married. Mrs. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm gonna or do the Daniel Bryan. Are not the same word. No, like, no, no, no. Miss X. I'm sorry. Miss X. Miss no. X. Miss X. Miss X lived in Orlando. Mrs. Robinson. I think you're seducing. <laughs> no, no. Anyways, I've got dude. that story too, but anyway. Right now, like, I don't so, know what's happening. So, Miss... Miss X. Miss X lived in Orlando, <laughs> and because Miss X lived in Orlando, we would alternate weekends. She would come and stay at my place, and I'd stay at her place. But because, you know, I've got a big house, you know, she had a roommate I did and stuff like that, she would stay more with me. So, mm-hmm. usually, you know, she'd come Friday night, we'd hang out, and then Saturday morning, because she'd want to sleep in... I'd get up and I'd play video games because when she was at my house, I would not play video games at all. So I'd get up early, make a pot of coffee, play some video games. And usually the go sign was when we got up in the morning, like I'd have already been up for a couple hours playing men, call of duty, whatever, you know, make a pot of coffee because I wouldn't make breakfast until she got up. Um, the go sign was she would come in the living room. She would point at me like the straight up like Family Guy monkey finger like oh, and then, <laughs> and then she'd point at the bedroom like and I'm like oh yeah, it's you got on the opposite yeah. Experience. yeah well like it's like oh shit I gotta go like ah, like bye Madden I gotta go I gotta I gotta well, do some some stuff and if reindeer hears you can probably attest to it it's different in matrimony land where it's like. I don't see you on the weekends only, you know, like there's not this commute, like yeah. you're always, always mm-hmm. there. So it's not like I have to take advantage of the situation because the situation is always present. Yeah. Right. No, I, I yeah. think she would agree. And she actually agrees with you a lot, Angela, even though she's not here. She's, we've heard her <laughs> talked about this before, but like, is the expectation it can kill it for a female? Yeah. Or maybe it's a lot of females that way, but a lot of females I've talked to say the same thing. It's just like where you expect it of it, and then you, it is less sexy for them. I don't know. Like it's mm-hmm. a mental state of mind because a lot of it's mental. You know, for females, well, like you want to be mentally, you know. You kind of want it to feel spontaneous, I would think. Is, for is for women, it. it's just a, it's a whole. There's a lot more criteria and stipulation. A lot more things that can go wrong for us. Lots of things that can. And I, I that's no. I don't know who you blame that on. I don't know if it's what. <laughs> I don't know how to fix that. But I think if the, the flip side, I don't think most guys turn down offerings from their female friends, female no. lady friends, or whatever. No, like Mrs. Miss, Mrs. X, Mrs. X is always on board. Mrs. You could have there could have been a Mr. and a Mrs. And you could have the devil's no, threesome. No, 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 I mean, no, no, that could have no, happened. No, we don't double triangle at my house. We go to church on Sunday. I talk to Jesus. So there's, no, there's no devil triangle in my house. But yeah. No. So I think it just depends on the stage relationship. If yeah, it's that, because you know, like that's how we do it. And it wasn't like it wasn't like okay Saturday morning when you got up. This was what's going down. It, it's some Saturday morning she'd get up and be like, "Oh, you're playing what Madden, else, yeah. whatever." And I would go and cook us breakfast, and I make us right. breakfast, and we go about our day. We go see a movie or whatever the fuck we want to do, and we yeah. go about it like normal. But there was a lot of days where that was the ghost sign. It was like, "Err, point at you. Err, point in the well, bedroom." It's like you, you your- fuck me <laughs> hard. That's awkward. This is I'm not I'm not comfortable with this nerd lila conversation anymore. I'm I'm not I'm not okay. I need an adult. <laughs> talking about misses. Are you gonna Phil Collins the conversation? Yeah, Phil Collins. Phil Collins the conversation. Phil Collins because we we decided earlier when we were actually uh, recording this because there, when you record this on Google <laughs> oh, Hangouts, it, it goes straight to uh, YouTube. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like, I don't want anything going straight to YouTube. Like, that's the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the drizzling shits. Because I might say something, you know, 
offensive or I might say something that no I, you're fine no, I don't know my community group might see it and that might be bad or they might bring it up at church on a full screen on a projector like I don't know it was important to me that that conversation happened and I appreciate you all indulging me yeah no I, I could talk about anything really except cars <laughs> I'm not a car guy so our butt um, stuff you never talk about you never talk about stuff. the butt stuff so I, I can play along the cars about as well as I can play sports ball but like sports ball is probably even worse than cars I need cars at a point <laughs> I I really do though. I really want to talk about like the this, like golden age of comic cinema because Deuce had mentioned that earlier today that you know there's a lot of good stuff out there. Deuce hasn't seen Age of Ultron yet. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. I haven't either. Well, no, no, I was talking about we the golden really age about of that. comic TV. I wasn't actually talking about movies. I was talking about the golden age. Yeah. Of comic Daredevil TV. and yeah. um, what is it? Iron Gotham Smith? that Iron you like Gotham? in the uh, the Flash. Right, do you not the... like Gotham? Do you not like Gotham? Well, here, here... a lot of people don't. Really? See, see, see Are what they? It, what, oh. it, what had happened was, uh, I started watching Gotham. I'm like, all right, this is all right. And then I got a new Whole House DVR, and when I got that, I had to lose my DVR box, and I had like four or five episodes taped on it. So I lost mm-hmm. it and I'm like, fuck. And that okay. was like right around when the Christmas break happened, like a little after Christmas break. So I'd like, yeah. basically it was when, uh, because you guys are Gotham fans. So if you're not spoilers, mm-hmm. it was when, uh, I-, I always call him Ryan because that's his name on the OC, but, uh, uh <laughs> Gordon. Gordon, 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 Jeff Gordon, the main character. Yeah. 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 Ryan. Ryan. Ryan from the OC. I just yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, I said Jeff you totally deuced that name. Yeah, I did. Exactly. I went on NASCAR so, yeah, on yeah. you. So, so Ryan, anyway, uh, he went to go work at the asylum and they made him stay there as a, oh, yeah. like a guard. Like, yeah. that's about when I fell off, and I missed, like, yeah. four or five episodes. So then, and, when I got my new box, I started taping it. So, yeah. I got the finale last night, so I've got the last five episodes taped. Well, and I'm and don't get like, wrong. Meh. It, it, it definitely got, it was a little ham-handed at times, especially oh, that first episode. And a there little, was a, Come on now, player. That was ham-fisted. Like, I've got Parkinson's, <laughs> and I could handle shit better than that. Like, oh, they I, had well, no finesse. They had no finesse. The, the writing's a mess. But it takes a yeah, while. Yeah, it and I love who they have cast as Bullock. And for me, oh, yeah, um, he's you know, amazing. I, I read. Oh, I saw, saw this thing where it's just like you know, Gotham is just this wasted Batman origin. And am I am I the only one that's like, like it's the same thing with Spider Man? Do I really need another origin story for like one of the biggest, most popular heroes out there? Like. Do I really need an origin for a Batman? No, let no. me let me follow Jim Gordon. He's way this is way more interesting. And Let's like get it Bullock. the rise Bullock of them, awesome. the rise of the night. Like it, oh, to me, it's the Bullock show. They might as well have just called it the Bullock Hour. I do opinion. love him because he's awesome, and he to to be honest with Penguin's you, Penguin's great. Uh, Penguin, eh, he's okay. Uh, no, he's amazing. Nah. But I, I accept your I accept that you're wrong. Okay. But to, I'll give you guys my two cents in a minute. Keep okay. going, Deuce. But to me personally, like I've loved. Donald Logue back when it was Ground oh, yeah. Life. Like, so yeah. I'm talking yeah. the way, way back machine. That, that was like, the first guy. thing I saw on them was, yeah, was Ground Life. Life. Like, yeah, and and it was Ground Life. Yeah, it was hilarious. Like, You're right. I've never not loved him. I've always, yeah. yeah. And he did that, and then he did uh, he did uh, some movies. He did uh, Sons of Anarchy, which was awesome. I mean, he's done so much stuff that I like this guy that he's earned enough goodwill. For, he he became me. one of those actors who's like, you might not know his name, but you'll always recognize his face. As and soon you're like, as you oh, see him, you're guy. like, oh, I know that guy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the thing for me was because they know how to work the red-blooded sports ball fan, as you like to call him. Uh, <laughs> like before the, the NFL, when the NFL season started, before the show started for like three weeks, it was Donald Logue. 
and it was uh, Ryan from the OC uh, <laughs> was doing like they would talk before every game and they would say like, oh, you know, this team, that team, whatever, before the Fox NFL Sunday started. So it was kind of like a promo in network for everything. And I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, like they're putting money into this. Like they don't let yeah. anybody just promo Fox NFL Sunday. Like pizza, it's got to pay like buku bucks just to say hey by the way we ate a pizza this week like and they're letting these motherfuckers talk for like 20 minutes so i'm like mm -hmm. they they put some money into this so i was well, like all right and I know, i'll, I'll yeah. give them a minute well but, and i know that there's some great grabs and some of them are definitely quite valid and I'm, i feel like i'm gonna get some good johnny ones here in a second like people got all mad about alfred not being full-on british and i'm like you know it's important but it's not important yeah it's important that cockney. he if you want to he, call he's more it cockney. Yeah. Well, something like he's Australian. I'm like, I'm like, it's a little more cockney, but I yeah, get that he's just speaking cockney. Queen's English. Yeah. It, but it's, it's honestly a minor detail for the character because as a I whole. like the character how he's been built. Like I, I like him, and I, I don't know. I like the dynamic. I like that it's not the you know Batman broody McGruderton. Well, see, here's the thing: when I watch the show, basically what I think is Gotham is the prequel to 1966 Batman, not like <laughs> the new Batman. Because I'm like, look, dude. You're Batman as a kid, and you're talking to, to, you know, Commissioner Gordon. Like, that's the reason there's the red phone in there, and then he talks to him. It's like, you've been talking to him <laughs> since he's fucking six. Why wouldn't yeah, you have a red phone? Like, you know, and how crazy the villains are. I'm like, yeah, this is 1966 Batman. So I just put it in its own little corner. Like, this is over here in this DC corner that's kind of goofy, and you can have fun with it, and it's a good time. It yeah, have, it's its own separate thing. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't and, have to be canon, but it's, it, no. it can be its own entertainment. Well, I mean, think about Daredevil. Daredevil can constantly be its own thing, and not really tie into the rest of the MCU. It can be an offshoot of it, but not part of it, you know? And that's fine, because it's, in and of itself, inclusively, it's good. It's yeah. very good content. But it is in the MCU, so that kind of makes you, like like it even a little more, more vested because yeah. you're more vested in it kind of like agents of shield agents mm -hmm. of shields in the mcu so you're more invested me i'm mm -hmm. just kind of like well i'll catch up on the show when i catch up on the show like at this point, yeah you're like, not gonna yeah, miss anything if you like skip it's off. like oh i missed it all right fuck it like i don't care but it's easy to, it's easy to let it go yeah, yeah. but agents of shield on the exact opposite way like if i miss that yeah. i'm pissed so <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm gonna say yeah, I don't know. Like Gotham, I don't. I'm gonna be straight up honest. I don't know why the show exists. I don't think it needs to exist. I think if you want to see a Batman show, watch Arrow because they use all the bat. They recycle all yeah. the Batman villains. Hell, they. Yep, yep, it's, yep. It's like that is the Batman television show right now is Arrow. So that that's if you want Batman, go see Arrow. Gotham, there's some good yeah. actors in it. But I felt like it was the Creature of the Week show. Like, oh, Balloon Man. All right, let's get the Balloon Man guy going. And, like, I'm not saying there isn't good acting, and I like I like the way it's shot. I mean, it looks dark and, and everything like that. I just – it just didn't resonate with me, and I felt like it was the Penguin show. Like, it wasn't, you know, Gotham. It was the Penguin show. And I, I get that Penguin is, like – he's, like, the archetype of, of all that's going on. I understand that. Because uh, I, I – you know, I love Batman. I love he's a great iconic character. I don't think yeah. you should yeah. ever see Batman in it. I think it should only be four or five seasons and cut it off and be done. Like I don't think you should ever see Batman. Right. I'm okay with that. And I and I think that's probably what they'll do. It's like I I'm betting it, assuming the series makes it that long when they get to a finale, the last shot's going to be you know kind of like they did on Smallville, right? When Smallville ended, um, you never got to see Clark as Superman, right? You just saw him as uh, Clark Kent. Then the very last shot, you you know have him kind of. Uh, but that, that chart went up and down, though. I mean, the, the original creative team left after season six, and then it was just like, I don't know. I thought sure. it was all over the place. Um, and it really show, was. 
Yeah. As, as far as Gotham goes, I, I hear people saying, like, this is a really terrible Batman series. And I just always want to return. Well, it's not really a Batman series, right? It's, though, right? It, yeah. it, it's a Jim Gordon series. It's a Gotham series. Well, it's about the setting. It's right. If, Bat- if you're looking for Batman, you need to go to a different show. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I said, go to Arrow if you're looking for Batman because that's what it yeah. is. Uh, and, and Gotham just was, it didn't resonate with me when I watched it. I was like, okay. And then I ended and I up. I completely get it. Yeah. And I'm well, like. But- Go ahead. Uh, the better show, the better show is Flash. I'm sorry. Of the new oh, shows yeah. that launched, Flash is more entertaining. It's it's got you know better character development. Uh, it Flash's villains are really really good. I like uh, Captain Cold is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Wentworth yeah. Miller is an amazing actor. If you guys haven't seen Prison Break, he was phenomenal in that. Uh, yeah. So he's a great actor. He's really charismatic. Uh, the whole team, the crew, the special effects, like they took everything from Smallville. It, you know the super running and all that. Like they, yeah, the yeah. way we've gone with technology has been phenomenal. With, with Gotham, like its strength isn't in its writing. Its writing is a mess half the time. I have no problem admitting that. Uh, some of the plots uh, that they do in Gotham are terrible. Uh, sometimes, like characters are kind of changing a little bit. You don't know why. But the reason I think I love it so much is the characters themselves. Right, like the kid that plays Bruce. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's doing an amazing job playing. You know, a kid that has like a clear direction of what he wants to be and what he wants to do, but he's he's not there yet, right? Like he doesn't have the iron mm-hmm. will that Batman has. He doesn't have the ability that Batman has. Um, you're seeing Jim Gordon. He's you know, there's uh, you're you're seeing his character grow from you know he comes in. He's a goody two shoes cop, right? He's trying to do everything by the book, and as he partners with Bullock and goes on, he's realized he's not going to be able to get away with that. He's going to have to kind of dip dip into the. Uh, the dark side of Gotham, as it were. It's like uh, he's trying to do this Breaking Bad, but still he, he's, he's, trying he's trying to balance to himself. Well, yeah, yeah. There, and, and you see him yeah. and not sell his soul in the you process. You see him deal with that a lot. Well, th- there's the one episode because I was hate watching it after Balloon Man because I I couldn't believe Balloon Man. Okay, was, I get that. Was not a, that was legit? Like that was a legit episode. Like I was like, yeah. okay, what are they trying to do here? And then I ended up getting <laughs> yeah. into the episode. I forget the name of it. I think it's called The Umbrella or something. But it was the episode where Penguin does a double turn. On everybody, uh, and it was Falcon, oh, yeah. and what was the other guy's name? I forget. Maroni. Yeah, like he does, like he he like twists on both of them, and then he ends up actually being in uh, um, uh, Falcon's pocket or whatever. And I was like, oh, but wait, he's not really. He's in his own pocket. Like I, I thought that was cool from a writing standpoint, and I like the guy who plays Penguin. Uh, mm. He's doing a fantastic job it's, as far it's, as it's I'm a, I like the character. I do. Penguin's my favorite character on the show. Yeah, yeah I just I don't I mean, s- see the need to watch the show. To be honest, I well, it, you, you don't know, need to watch it. No, sure. no, I, I'm Same thing agree, with Agents you know. of Shield. Like you don't need to watch Agents of Shield. You slush your mouth. Uh, I don't care for Agents of Shield either. I it, okay. What, what, what kind of neither here? of you guys have seen Age of Ultron yet, right? No. Okay. Um, because, uh, and this isn't really much of a spoiler, but I'll, I'll just say that Agents of Ultron kind of opens into an action scene, like in the middle of a thing. Um, you don't really have context for what's going on unless you watched last week's um, Agents See, of Shield. See, I did. I watched last week's Agents of Shield, and I taped last night, and I've got it sitting there because I know I can't watch it till after Agents of Shield. Right. So yeah. I always know when a Marvel hey, movie drops. That the week before I can watch, but I cannot watch the weeks after. It's right. the it's same thing with uh, last year with the uh, 
uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. I could watch the week before, but if I watch the week after, right, I'd be screwed. Yep. Winter Soldier so, yeah. was phenomenal on its own, and that that's what a good movie should be. It should be relying on other source material. It should be its own self-contained thing that you pick up, beginning, middle, and end. Now I'm I'm sounding very movie snob here, but like I I I've, I, I critique movies probably harsher than the average person, so I get that. But it's just like a good movie should just be good for its, you know, its separate self-contained, you know, features. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be reliant on a television show. Well, that, see, that's why I like Gotham because mm-hmm. it's its own its own yeah. fishbowl. No, and I, I appreciate that. I respect that. You know, like, but you're right. I mean, if you're talking like really great television, yeah, Arrow's like Arrow's crushing it. So is Flash. Although I think it's it's, it's getting a little bit. A little bit comic-y, a little bit uh, kind of grown a little bit bigger than itself in some ways. But I love Stephen Amell. I think he's doing an amazing job. I think the whole thing is really well casted. Um, well, I, and then even we're, we're going to get to season, see Stephen Amell as Casey Jones I'm here. Totally Which is the baddest motherfucking I'm thing I'm so on happy planet. about that. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get a good teenage... Hopefully we'll actually get a good teenage Ninja Turtles movie. Cause I wouldn't count like on the it. First I want that. That hasn't Again, happened. I want, I you like the first one? Really? Yeah, the one that came out, the, the Michael Bay one? The Michael Bay. okay. Oh, my. Yeah, I liked wow. it. See, I've heard that a lot, actually. I've heard from a number of people saying, like, I didn't think it was bad. Personally, I hated it. I was like, this is one of the mer- worst come, movies I'll I've come seen. back around Turtles, but I will say, like, you know, Arrow in the beginning also was villain of the week. And Flash, if nothing else, is, like, you know, monster of the week with your, here's our new meta-human that we're dealing with. But like, it's so good. It's guilty. so good, though. No, no, no. It, it's so it, guilty it, of it, though. It, don't so think that, like, God does it, but they don't. damn good. Dude. Uh, uh, God damn it. No, dude, ah. Flash is just good writing, period. Jeff John it is, it is, yeah. it is writing. I, I it's amazing. The special effects are fantastic. You care about what they're doing. It's campy. It's more campy. It's not. Like, it is. It's more lighthearted. And I, that's why well, I like it. It's like the yin to the yang of Arrow. And that's why I like it so much. Well, it, and that's another thing that's kind of weird to me about it. It doesn't feel as cohesive as the MCU. Like, a lot of it feels like it, it's very environmentally the same. But, like, it is, but it isn't because Arrow is always dark. It's shot at night. It's a lot more grim. It's a lot more somber and sorrowful. And every chance they get to punch you in the heart, they do as hard as they can. Like, here's your feels. So I'm going to beat them up for you. Arrow does it too, but it's a lot kinder and it's a lot easier. It's, 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 it's easier to digest, um, but they're 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 just as guilty as any other series as Gotham as far as the creature of the week. It's just how do you like their character development and all the different directions that they're taking it. And of course, Daredevil is already is like way up here. On, on high right, right, right. Daredevil yeah. like put everyone down a few pegs because Daredevil yeah, is. Its don't own... even bring that in a conversation. Yeah, like, let's just leave that on the outskirts. Yeah, that's its own thing, man. Daredevil, you so you can't compete with Netflix. Netflix is gonna just just teabag you all day and it, and that's what i loved so much about daredevil was how dark it was how like how violent oh, it was like that to me it didn't scream marvel cinematic universe like that didn't scream it's because when i think marvel cinematic universe i think campy bright colorful like ages of shield yeah. and age of ultron and like it's very colorful campy poppy can appeal to all audiences easy to watch easy to follow and then you go and you're like wow this is uh Okay. Daredevil is you're right. It's it's not a one way street. Well, to me, Dare well, Daredevil is a one way street, and that MCU feeds into it, and it takes from the Hell's Kitchen and the whole Battle of New York and everything. But it it doesn't have to feed back into everything else, and that's fine. I don't need it to ultimately play back into some new Avengers battle. It can be its own its own little thing that just kind of ties in, but not in a stupid way. Where we're just like, well, Agent Romanoff score, and this one time with Hawkeye, you know, Thor's hammer, like, because that's what hey, they do in hey, Agents hey, hey, all hey. the time. Easy. And it's obnoxious. It's Easy. obnoxious how often Agents does that. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I feel like everyone, 
everyone has their own. It's, it's very subjective, right? Everyone has their own likes yeah. and dislikes when it comes. But to no, I agree with movies. you 110. percent Like I like that Daredevil kind of pl- plays in its own little sandbox, and yep. that it mm-hmm. leaves that sandbox That's where alone. Can... Like Over there. yeah, and I think if the MCU is smart, they're gonna make more shows where people play in their own little sandbox, and it's like, oh yeah, this big thing happened in Avengers that affects mm-hmm. all of our sandboxes. But we don't have to feed into. Well, they're kind of that. setting themselves yeah. up for that because we got Iron Fist coming, and there's there's like another one coming. I can't remember. Four. I'll break it down for you. We've got a Daredevil. The next one is AKA Jessica Jones, and then we've got the Luke Cage, and then we've got Iron Fist, and that's going to lead into yeah. the Defenders. And we actually talked about this on our previous podcast. They were all only signed up for one season. And for the defenders, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So they had to sign all new contracts for us to get a second season of Daredevil. And on top of that, Daredevil did so good, they're having to move some of that shit around. Like they're yeah. actually gonna probably have to push defenders a little bit further back than they thought. So they can give us more yeah. Daredevil. Exactly. And it's, it was so good. Yeah, it was. And I'll and I'll tell you this now because I don't know how big you guys are in the comp universe. Uh Luke Cage and Iron Fist become an organization together called Heroes for Hire, where basically right. they just get a storefront and they're like, hey, you need some guys to protect you. You come hire us. We do our thing. You know, so I don't think those two shows are going to stay around. I think that's going to become a Heroes for Hire show. But there's a possibility now that Marvel's gotten the rights back to, you know, they got the rights Sorry, back man. to. Well, no. Kind of sort well, that, but that's not the direction I'm going. They got Blade, the right yeah. backs to Punisher. Blade. They got the rights back to Blade, and they got the rights back to uh, Ghost Rider. And all of those were what was called the Marvel Knights, K-I-N-I-T-S. Right. Yeah, uh, bring franchise. the Marvel Knights yeah. stuff back. And home. bring that back, which I could see them doing, because think about it. Daredevil gets the second season. I would mm-hmm. love to see AKA Jessica Jones get another season. That'd mm-hmm. be awesome. Then you've got, of course, you know, Johnny Cage and, and Iron Fist do the, you know, Here's for Hire. That's a new series. Well, you've got yeah. a fourth waiting. So you could do Punisher on Netflix, which would be awesome. You could do Ghost Rider. You, there's a lot of things you could do with that open slot. Speaking speaking of Punisher, did you uh, read, I, I read it today, where uh, Tom Hardy expressed interest in playing the Punisher? He really, really wants to do that. And he, I don't know if you read the article even more. His home studio is WB. It's Warner Brothers. And Who's Tom he Hardy? was good. Tom Hardy is the guy who's in the new Mad Max movie. He's playing oh. Mad Max. He also played Bane in uh, Dark Knight Rises. Okay, I'm just going to answer this. Yeah. So he's a big WB, oh. WB guy. I see his face now. Yep. He's a big WB guy. And he actually had to step down because he was going to play Rick Flagg in Suicide Squad. But the movie he was working on ran longer. And he's like, look, guys, I apologize. I can't do this. I'm going to have to step down. And once that happened, it started to open up some new doors. Now, personally, I think what's going to happen is they're going to give him some sort of significant role in Suicide Squad 2 or a Warner Brothers movie. Because look at the movies he's doing. Mad Max, Warner Brothers movie. All the other movies he's done that have been big, Warner Brothers movie. He he even said it himself. He said, I'm a Warner Brothers guy. He's going to want to stay with Warner Brothers. But Good. I think he's dangling the carrot out of there like, hey, Marvel, what's going on? You want to hang out with me? He's doing the old school uh, show him like half a nip. Like, hey, <laughs> I'm kind of interested. I'll show you like half a nip. 
Cause like he, yeah, because he wants them to come and grab him. And to be honest with you, I would love him as Frank Castle for Punisher. But I would too. But I don't think he's going to do a Netflix show. Well, I don't think he'll do a third or twelve or thirteen episode show on Netflix. Look, 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 I, I think a lot. I think a lot of this is hyperbole, though, because I, I feel like people don't realize that the stars align certain times, right? The stars don't always align for everything. You look at mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, the stars had to align for that to even work. Uh, James Gunn it is... It worked, a, it did? Yeah, James Gunn is a phenomenal director, period. Yeah. Like, and he happened to have a Marvel franchise and he did a great job with it. Which you, should not have worked. No, it shouldn't have. And you, you look at Daredevil, I don't think all the other shows are going to be as good as Daredevil for one reason. Drew Goddard and, and Stephen S. Knight. Those two guys have worked on the biggest, best uh, nerd franchises ever. Buffy and Angel and uh, Firefly and Lost. Mm-hmm. Like all like these huge franchise nerd franchises. Like They've been all over that. Uh, and like they're the masterminds behind Daredevil. Now, I don't know if they're working on the second season. I don't think they are. I don't know. I, I heard read something about they're having a different writing team. I don't know. But if they leave that project, that Daredevil's going to change. It's not going to be as good as you remember it. And I don't think they originally were signed on for two. They were only signed on for one. So right. I, I give a lot of credit where credit's due. Uh, Drew Goddard and Stephen S. Tonight, they're the ones that made Daredevil amazing. And they're not working on the other Netflix series, so we can't say they're going to do as well as... You know, as Daredevil, I'm not trying to be negative here, but like I, I feel like they they bat a thousand when it comes to their products that they do. So I don't know. I I don't think everything's going to align. Like Ant Man, it's going to be hit or miss. I don't think it's going to do as well. You know, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it's going to be a super big hit, even no. if it's good. I, I don't think it's going to be as successful as Guardians was uh, by a long shot. Right. Um, at, at best, I I'm expecting Ant Man to be okay. People be like, yeah, okay, but. You know, kind of like maybe an Iron Man 2 or Thor 2 sort of deal where it's like no one thought it was amazing, but they were like, yeah, okay. I like Thor 2, actually, so I don't know. I never got into the Thor movies myself. I They're decent movies, but I was never like, yeah, this is awesome. I, I want to watch this again. I never felt like I wanted to watch a Thor movie twice. Now, Iron Man 2, I agree with you. Iron Man 2, I didn't care for, but... But here's my only thing with the whole Ant-Man deal. Ant-Man is in Civil War. So it's like if that movie fucking tanks and doesn't do shit, like they're filming Civil War right now and Paul Rudd's on set. Oh, is he? Yeah. That's confirmed? Yeah. I said... God damn it! I, would love <laughs> I don't remember. Over, I don't remember him being confirmed. Shit I said to you, that'd be great. Yeah, he's already confirmed, and he's in uh, Civil War, which started they can cut him out. Week. You know. Well, that's the thing. I guess that's, if the that's movie why... bombs, they can cut him out. But like, he's already in the movie. And the the link I sent you guys today, I don't know if you read, and what I sent you today in the uh-huh. the pre screening. Like, the list of heroes and villains in Civil War is fucking stupid. It's like Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, like every single... But I don't think it matters, though, because, like, when I read Civil War, I didn't think about Ant-Man. I thought about the main eight to ten Marvel heroes, or that was it. So Maybe, I, but, I mean, it's like everybody and their goddamn brothers in the movie. Did they say Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch was going to be in there? 
Uh, you've got to look at the link. I know Scarlet Witch is, and I want to say Quicksilver is. Well, there's announcements, but confirmations are different yeah. things. So that's why I, I, I don't know. I don't hold my breath for, for those characters. Well, that's a lot set. of money. Yes. Checks got to split so many different ways. Well, I agree, but these are people. Like the yeah. link I, uh, like I sent you in the group text today. I don't have to check it out. were on, are on, you know. Well, no, it's on that Facebook thing we do every day, brother. It's in yeah. there. Yeah. And it says every single person that's that's in it, and those are people that are on set today. So, yeah. I don't gotcha. Know. I, I, I just but lightning doesn't strike twice, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, no, nothing about Ant Man has made me real excited to watch Ant Man. The no. the last trailer they put out is a lot better than that first teaser. Oh yeah, they put yeah. Out. That first teaser was a shit show. We talked. I was about, like, yeah. Oh, sorry, wait. We talk about directors leaving projects. I mean, ever since Edgar Wright left Ant-Man, I have had no interest in Ant-Man. I'm sorry. Edgar Wright is a king. He knows exactly what he's doing. He loves his franchises. He's good. He's amazing. Uh, Scott Pilgrim, he made Scott Pilgrim turn, turn, like as we say, turn chicken shit into chicken salad. He made that thing amazing. Like it could have been awful. It could have been a train wreck. And Edgar Wright made it great, uh, you know, great. He did a great job with that. And, of course, he's, for those listening at home, you know, he did all the, 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 uh, was it the not Cornetto trilogy? Is that right? Yeah, yeah the yeah. Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he did all those uh, World's End and Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Like yeah. you know, and those are all fantastic in their Great own way. Uh, so like the guy knows his stuff. The fact that he left a project scares me a little bit because he saw something that we saw. And he and Edgar Wright, everyone is Edgar Wright. He writes his own films. Like he's the main writer. So that's the, actually yeah. what scared me the most. Yeah, once he said he was leaving the project. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, but. We actually had a friend of ours, because me and you were at Player One, and we yeah. talked to him, yeah. and he said that he saw the script, and it wasn't the way he wanted it, and that's the reason why he left. Not that the script wasn't good, it just wasn't going the direction that he wanted it. Right. Do and you then, remember who I'm talking about? Yeah, my friend John Armstrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he knows. Allegedly. He actually knows. He, Allegedly. Well, he, he knows Edgar Wright, and he knows yeah. he's a friend of his and stuff, and you know, he was telling me the same thing. It was just like... You know, Edgar Wright didn't doesn't have faith in it. He he saw what Marvel was doing with it. That's his own words, and I quote: "He left the project." Period. End quote. I mean, that was the thing. Is he did not want he didn't want anything to do with Ant Man after that. And that 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 I you look at how successful Age of Ultron is doing now. It's yeah. breaking records. And in Guardians of the Galaxy was the most the, the, the highest grossing film of 2014. You know, no one expected mm-hmm. that. You know, that was a big shock. So I, I expected that. Well, From the very first Guardians trailer, I was on board. After I watched the trailer for Guardians, I was like, all right, this is going to be pretty good, I think. Well, yeah. I've, I've got to agree with both of you guys. When I first, like, because I wasn't a big enough comic book fan where I, could right. say I knew who Guardians was. But no one I, was. No really. one was. Yeah. Even comic book fans don't yeah. know who they are. But pro- and so, prior to the first trailer, it was. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And then I watched that first trailer with Chris Pratt, who I fucking love, who ran in our hometown in Hate <laughs> City for the Iron Man, and you guys were there for. Uh, once we saw that, I was like, this thing's going to be pretty badass, especially with the soundtrack and everything. I was uh- like. Oh my God! This is gonna be awesome. With the soundtrack and the way that it was like more kind of a comedy uh, action yeah. rather than like a dark, dreary thing, yeah. I was like, "This, this well, looks like it's it, exactly what it needs to be." That's exactly yeah. what it was the very first trailer when it had him like, "Hey, that's my thing. That's my thing," and they had it playing "Hooked on a Feeling," and right when it does the, the wailing part of it, and then they just like ramp up, but they ramp up the whole song, and that's when they have all the action. But hooked on a feeling leads straight into like more of an actual movie yeah. theatrical thriller music. I mean, it just it just kicked it up, and I was like, I love everything about what just happened yeah. in my life. Yeah, 
Like I remember, I, I watched that, that trailer multiple times when it came out. I'm oh, like, damn, I'll that still thing. Watch yeah, it. I'm like, that movie's gonna be fucking great. And even though I love Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec, and I'm mm-hmm. like, because uh, we gotta throw it back. Uh, back in Parks and Rec, uh, Chris Pratt had the dad bod. He totally had the dad bod. Oh, he so, was not yeah. a fit dude. No, he I was just loved dad him. bod. And I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, uh, I don't know if this is gonna work. And then you see him in uh, uh, Zero Dark Thirty, and you're like, holy shit, that guy's ripped as fuck. Like, yeah, but it's yeah. easy when you have when you get paid to like. I mean, that's you, that's yeah. it. You, that's your job for like a year is to get yeah. shredded, and you, you're not. You don't have to worry about eating because everyone's cooking all of your <laughs> meals for you. Like, you don't. Have I would to- either. I would either need that to be my job or I need to be in jail where I have nothing to do but work out all day. <laughs> well, it's true, though. Like, it's, it, it, I don't it know. Is. I've seen a lot of fat fucks in jail, just saying. I don't know. I, I, I haven't been in jail. <laughs> Chris how Pratt. many people are in jail? Like, that's, that's my next question. How, how many buddies are uh, living up the prison life for you? I'm just saying, I, 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 I might have I walked around there a couple times. And there's a lot of fat fucks over there. So. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. So, there's uh, more than yeah, one. Yeah. But Chris Pratt pretty much, you know, he, he had that, that famous picture of him in the gym, and he's like, hey, oh, look yeah. at me. And he's all shredded and stuff. I'm like, dude. Oh, it's like underwear pic? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, you have a nutritionist that, that was with you for a whole year. <laughs> Did you? Did you see how they explained that in Parks and Rec when all of a sudden he gets super <laughs> No, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, what happened? Great. That was great. Breaking down for That was the greatest what thing happened? in the whole show. I haven't I I yeah, caught up with him. Uh, they, they, they just had like an off-the-cuff conversation with uh, one of the other uh, characters Scott. on the show, yeah. Adam Scott. Uh, and he's like, they're just walking through this building. He's like, so you literally just stopped drinking beer for a month and lost 50 pounds? He's like, yeah, I guess I was drinking a lot. <laughs> yeah, like it was so like just That's off funny. the cuff. I need to catch yeah. up on Parking Oh, Rick. my God. It's so it's good. So and you'd love it. The final season, they have a whole episode where it's the Johnny Karate Fun Time Air Hour. So oh, it's man. just like an hour or half hour show of just him and John Cena's on it, who you love. Oh, yeah. So like it's just hilarious. Like that's hilarious. God, he I mean, is the greatest. I'll, I'll give you. I'll, I'll agree with you a lot, though, Johnny. I mean, their their body, their image is their craft, and that's like you know they're paid, or you know they're paid. People are paid to prepare meals and take them to the gym and help them get in shape. Like mm-hmm. look at Carrie Fisher. I mean, you know they hired some personal trainers to get her her in good shape for the Star Wars films. Well, you look so. at well, yeah. You look at Mark Hamill. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. he was pl- he was playing the part of Jabba the Hutt two years ago at Comic Con. I'm um, no joke. The uh, dude was so big. Like you go Google him p- two years ago Comic Con. He looks like a totally different person than he does now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. same thing. He had trainers, and nutritionists for a whole year, and that was their job was to work out every day and and, and they'll make your meals for you because you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about getting temptations by going out or anything like that. You, you're you're literally served f- four meals a day. And there you go. So True. Well, and then, but again, that's what they're paid for. Then you have other people that like they—they're celebrities, but they age very well. They age. We're watching was it House of Cards now, and uh, mm. Kevin Spacey. I mean, like Kevin Spacey has aged very, very well. And sometimes we're like, well, they've had work done. What jobs is not the case with him, but like sometimes, like they—they're again, their image, what they look like, is how they yeah. make money. So they True. take very so good some care actors. Of it has to be the opposite. Like you look at Jonah Hill and he lost a lot of weight and he oh, got yeah. skinny and then he wasn't as funny. No, Cause nobody liked him after that. No, so he had, so he had fat to get again. fat yeah. again. He yeah. said he was hungry all the time too. And I'm like, dude, I couldn't, I couldn't know. So, nope. <laughs> so, nope. No, but to kind of take it back, you know, uh, to what we were originally talking about, it's like, when it comes, you know, Deuce and I were talking about this before, like there's a lot, there's a huge calendar 
for the next like six years for Marvel and DC and what they're going to do. It's ridiculous. So it what's is. it going to be like? What's year seven going to look like though? Because you're right, they have a six year plan. But like, what's what when it's finally run its course? Do we keep to beating this horse with a dead horse with a stick? Do we like let it go and find a new brainchild? Like right now, we're right. We have a golden age of just the, the, all the superhero and concepts. Overall, there's some bad eggs in there, but overall, they're just crushing it. And then what are what? What do we have to look to after that? Reboots. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> this is my question I want to throw out there. Um, and you guys don't have to necessarily answer, but when does one of these movies completely and utterly shit the bed that it throws mm. everything off kilter? Because you got, like you just yeah. said, they've got the movies lined out for the next six years, which, yeah. God forbid, I love Paul Rudd. I think he's the greatest. I do too. But I like if, him. Ant-Man fucking bomb. I mean, bombs like bombs hard. Did they make a hard right? No, like, did they, they don't. They do, don't. What no. do they do? No, nope. like because Ant-Man is not did on anyone's. No, Ant-Man is not on anyone's radar. I'm okay. sorry, but it's not correct. a huge. Like, what what happens with yeah. DC? Like, what if Batman versus Superman bombs fucking hard? What do they do? Oh, because they DC got doesn't care up. if their yeah. movies suck. They'll keep putting them out That's anyway. Awesome That's what they've been doing. And they sell a ton of merch too. They sell a ton of merch. So, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I think, you know, MCU is the first time that there's been a cohesive superhero world that's been kicked off very well in media. Um, and now everyone's scrambling to do it right now. And DC, I don't think they're doing it that well. Their shows are doing, like, Flash and Arrow got it pretty well. Um, but I think that, you know, you might see what might's right. We might see some reboots. And hopefully at that point in time, they'll have their shit together. Well, here's here's a better way. I want to throw it back to a video game uh, analogy here uh, to make more sense about this to our, our listeners at home. I talk. I, I kind of throw. I equate it to Guitar Hero. Remember when Guitar Hero was the only thing that was doing anything like it? It was a music game, right? It was one of those games where it was like a people loved it. It was huge. It started getting really big. And then all of a sudden, people are like, "I want to capitalize on that." And then Rock Band came out, and that got big. And then DJ Hero, and then all these companies were trying. And then it saturated the market. People were like, yeah. "I don't care about this yeah. anymore." And Rock Band Guitar Hero went out the window for five years. And then all of a sudden, they're wanting to make a re- resurgence, which I don't know how well it's going to do. Who's going to be paying two hundred dollars for a peripheral in their in their house, a plastic peripheral? I don't know how well they're going to sell. But I, I I think I equate it to that. Like, there's going to be a point where these movies are going to hit the the peak, the climax, and then they're going to fall down, and people are going to lose interest. People aren't because think about it; it's cool now to be a nerd. It's cool to like comic book movies. Yeah. But w- when Deuce and I and all of us were were reading comics and playing video games back when we were called nerds and being made fun of, you know, what I mean, those are the ones. We're the ones that are still going to be watching those movies. But the average audience, you know, I don't know. Obviously, they're well, oh, go yeah. on. Finish your type your thought by all means. No, I just I just feel like it's going to hit to a, it's going to hit to its apex and then it's going to fall off and it, then... it, it it'll peak it'll peak. I mean, there'll there'll be another new thing. Uh, you know, I, and we kind of touched about this uh, before when we talked, but it's like the the people, um, you know, the people that were the nerds, the people that you know were into, you know, this stuff that was kind of silly for adults. Like they're they're grown up now and they got money to spend. So what we really need to look at is you know. What's going to be the next generation that has money, and what are they going to want to spend that money Let's on? Do what, crowdfunding. What did Minecraft. they grow up with? We're going to have see. Minecraft movies for days. <laughs> Minecraft. Uh, you know, I'm surprised there hasn't been an attempt at a Call of Duty movie yet. I'm going to be yeah. way honest. No, I'm well, way honest with you, too. I'm surprised that they haven't done a Call of Duty met, A Call of that? Duty movie. A Call of Duty movie yet and the <laughs> thing is is actually the games i don't know if you've played call of duty games lately 
the stories have been awesome. Like every time I play one, I'm like, I would have paid ten bucks to go see that movie. Last one I played so, was Black Ops, but yeah, yeah. But it's like, man, that was a good movie, basically that I just played in video game form. So yeah. I mean, they got and that's the what I stories. Think yeah, we're we're going to see something that's like related to uh, you know Call of Duty. I think we'll get something Minecraft because since the creator of Minecraft's you know left and he's on working on other things, uh, you know that that license is up in the air actually microsoft owns it now i think you know, microsoft yeah microsoft it now, owns yeah. it yeah um, right now we just need to be appreciative that being a geek is in fashion it's the cool thing to be right now so as a result it's finally getting the funding and the momentum to be really awesome but it's also not going to go away in seven years like even if people get out of it uh, the whole not everyone will it will still uh, you know sustain and just to give you kind of a little little funny thing that happened um my uh uncle was in town this week and helping his daughter move and my uncle's about as uh, redneck as uh, redneck can be. Good dude. And he's and they're like, so what did you do today? And she's like, oh, it was free comic book day this Saturday. And I got all these free comics. So I was going to get my nephews and, you know, yay, comics. And my uncle's like, really? Uh, comics? And I was like, yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. You know, they didn't have they had some neat stuff that I was into and some other stuff. And he's like, well, ever since Big Bang Theory. And I was like, no, no, not really. Those people existed before Bang, 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 Big Bang Theory. Like, that show actually isn't even the, even the best portrayal of what it's like all the time. And He's like, oh well, you know, just didn't understand. I'm like, yeah, we, the, what com shop I went to is only around for a couple of years, but there's lots of them established for thirty years. Like, it's still a thriving market. And he just, he just had this dumbfounded look, and I was just like, we don't know, know the same people, Uncle Kevin. Like, just don't, just accept that we don't know the same people because this is still a thriving industry despite yep. your like complete ignorance to it. Yeah. We look at esports. You know, uh, that's a multi-billion-dollar uh, industry. Esports. Mm-hmm. You know, and and people had a shit fit on ESPN too because they were like ESPN two has started covering oh, that was covering that was esports and shit. one yeah. of the ESPN analysts said, "Hey, I'm not gonna go. I'm I'm gonna quit if they tell me to cover esports. They can go home and eat their hot pockets in their basements, you know, at home." And I'm like, "Dude, Sorry. are you not? Are you are you oblivious to the fact that you know this this makes more money?" than your ESPN channel does, you know, like, I don't, I don't, there's a reason why this was put on ESPN, you know, for a reason. People watch this stuff. League of Legends is more viewed than the Super Bowl. It's true. Do you understand how much money there is? It's a multi-billion dollar industry. Yes, it is. So it's just funny how, you know, I think once all the old people die off, you know, I hate to say this, once the old (laughs) people die off. God damn, John. (laughs) It's true. Well, it's true, though. Like, once they all, because they're all stuck in their ways, they're set in their ways, all all the old Republicans. I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We know it's true. We know it's true. We know it's true. But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Allegedly. Uh, But, uh, you know, once the new generation, our generation, steps into power, it's going to change the whole dynamic of the way we do things. And I love it. I love our generation. I, we're I prideful too. of what we do. We love what we do. We respect what we do. We love tangible media still. We love to actually collect and go. We, we have a collector gene, right? Our generation has a collector's gene. We love to collect things. And we're in this digital well, it's age. It's not always a good thing, but, you know, we do. We, we enjoy our stuff. We enjoy our YOLO swag. And even then, you know, we ha- we, we live in a generation, you know, I remember we had some pretty good talks about, you know, with, with the bullying and being different and how this was not the popular theme overall. And yet now... Now being geek is so cool, and look at all that yellow swag. Yellow. What the fuck is yellow swag? Oh yeah, this Stupid. is cool. This is good. This is just a small uh, piece. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how much. You only live once. Swag? I don't know. So well, that's the yellow. That's yolo. <laughs> Nice. I said yellow swag. You said yellow swag, and I want to know what the color yellow is. Yellow swag, yellow. 
You only live once, or whatever I, that phrase is. I know what the fuck YOLO is. <laughs> <laughs> I date 20-year-olds, I know. Anyway, oh, wow. The whole point coming back to the fact that, you know, you're right, our generation will be coming into power. We, we had to deal with a lot of, like, being outcast when we were young, and now that we're, like, in a position to really, like... We're really going to make this world feel like a global environment, and you, you're not uncool to I love watch the fucking sports. You're not uncool to have to watch Daredevil. It'll be great. On the table's awesome. But anyways, we're talking forever. <laughs> it's been 90 minutes since we've been talking, yeah. so we could go on forever. That's what we love. We can. We love you guys. You guys are awesome, and it's like you know, <laughs> I think we we've it's it's funny to me because it's like you, you, the friendships we. I don't know. This podcast has brought us so many wonderful things, Deuce. Like we've that, met so many has, amazing people, and like oh, we have friends for life now with you guys, and it's it's awesome. So we we really appreciate you guys, and it's so easy to talk to you guys. Obviously, ninety minutes, you know, we're rolling. I know, right? So where did that time go? Brandy and I will be seeing you guys soon. We're, we're trying I to work know, out I the logistics. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, so we'll, you have no idea. We'll, I am so excited. We're working on the logistics, so we'll get back to you guys on that. But uh, all right. Any last words for the listening audience at home? Oh God! From us, this is really weird eye contact. They just—it's like they both looked at the camera. Uh, no, uh, I still right. stand oh, by the statement that you need to go see Age of Ultron. Like, I mean, there's there's things that you recommend. Like it'll, it'll, you recommend like, change. You, the this universe. is not this is not yeah, a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. I like it for different reasons than the first one, and I think yeah. that's important because I didn't want to see the same movie again. Less no. I say about it, the better. But I, I so would love to. It. I would love to have a spoiler full conversation at too. some point. <laughs> so next Thursday, we're gonna do that. Hey. Yeah, we'll, we'll yes. figure it out. Yeah, so. <laughs> maybe. Awesome. So thank you guys. <laughs> now it's fucking up. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm going fucking guys. Saturday morning uh, because I've got to actually go do that, and then I've got to go see one of our sponsors afterwards. So there you I'm, go. I'm going Saturday morning. Yep. Well, we love you guys too, and you guys have a great night. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, that has been awesome. That's been our great, great interview. I hope you had a lot of fun. And there's a lot of speaking, a lot of fun ways. There's a lot of fun ways to find us on the internet. You can find us at HH Podcast Show. You can find us at HH Podcast Show at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. And uh, what are all the uh, Twitter handle, Twitter uh, hashtags you should throw when you, when you do that? The hashtags. Hashtag happy, happy hour podcast. podcast. Hashtag HH podcast show. And hashtag deuces on the loose. Later. later.